This is your favorite sports podcast, Moose's Mulligans. Your favorite sports podcast for money talks and BS walks. I'm your host, Alex Dryzak. I can't think of anything more exciting. We got a lot of topics in short time. Uh, I wanted to just get started and say congratulations to Tiger Woods. I feel shocked. Incredible to see him on full display again. And I'm going to agree with what a lot of people have said. I think he is back. This this win officially puts him back. It's great to see. I think he's going to win another major, at least one. It's it's hard to say that he's going to beat the record of 18, but uh, this, this win definitely puts him back in contention. So just any time that a player can take you away from football on a Sunday in America to watch golf in, a, in September, that's how you know he's making a real impact. So an impressive job. It just shows what an impact Tiger Woods has. In my opinion, Tiger Woods is more of an impact athlete than LeBron James. LeBron James! It, he, he literally pulled fans away from a football game to watch golf. When's the last time you heard about that? I mean, if Rory McIlroy was was winning, if Jordan Spieth was winning, no offense to these other guys, but it's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is Tiger Woods, and that just shows what an impact he is. So I don't want to spend too much time on that. I just want to say congratulations, and I'm looking forward to hopefully Tiger staying healthy so we can see him win another major, and that would just be the icing on the cake. I've got goosebumps on my goosebumps on my goosebumps on my goosebumps on my... But moving on, before I get to my main discussion for the show, I just wanted to highlight baseball real quick. It's been a while since I've talked about it, and a lot has changed since, but I won't do a playoff preview yet. I'll do that next week once the playoffs actually roll around. Just want to give you a few thoughts that I've been getting questions about the Yankees, and the fact that D. D. Gregorius has some cartilage damage in his wrist means he's probably done for the year, which... If the Yankees weren't done for the year already, I, I think that might just about wrap it up. Their pitching has been too inconsistent. It, I mean, their bullpen's been good, but it's just the starting pitching hasn't been consistent enough to help the bullpen. Aaron Judge is just getting back. The lineup is Luke Voigt at first. I mean, at Danny and Chavaria at short. It's just, it's just not the same lineup that we saw at the beginning of the year that was keeping up with the Red Sox, and that's why they're falling behind. That's why they're nine and a half games back going into today holy crap i am freaking out it's it's tough to admit as a yankee fan but i think i think this just isn't their year i'd be surprised if they keep home field advantage is probably going to happen but i'd be surprised if they beat oakland in new york i mean it's gonna be a tough game they're gonna pitch severino or jay Happ, in my opinion and you know it's kind of like you kind of have to pitch severino in my opinion and if he doesn't do well he doesn't do well he's supposed to be your ace for a reason but it's just hard to tell. If I can't even have some confidence in them beating the A's, how am I going to think they're going to beat the Indians or the Astros or the Red Sox in the next series? Because they're not. Now, I may be an idiot, but there is one thing I am not, sir, and that, sir, is an idiot. So that's that's where I'm really at. The American League looks so stacked, and the National League looks so eh. I mean, I could see the Indians winning the World Series. I could see the Astros winning the World Series. I could see the Red Sox winning the World Series. And it's hard for me to really put a grasp on who I could see winning out of the DNL. I mean, I barely, I, I didn't even really think the Dodgers were going to make the playoffs. They're in it right now. Still have one week to go, but they're, they're looking a little more solid than I thought they would. I mean, 
It'd be great for baseball if it was like Cubs, Dodgers, NLCS. But I'm I'm rooting for the Braves. I think they're the real underdogs. They don't quite have the pitching though to make a serious playoff impact this year. I hope they do, but I'm not betting on them. Should be an interesting playoffs to watch, and we'll talk about it more next week. But the real thing I'm getting into this week is we're we're in week three of football, <laughs> and the only thing I've learned this year so far through three weeks is that. We have no idea what is going on in the NFL, except for one thing. Oh, boy. And that's that the Los Angeles Rams are the best team in football right now. That's the only thing I know for sure. I mean, I'm disappointed in the Minnesota Vikings. They, You know, the salary cap is the topic I'm going to discuss here in a sec. But first, let me say, I'm disappointed in the Minnesota Vikings. I'm disappointed in the Green Bay Packers. You know, Aaron Rodgers playing through a lot of stuff, but still, there's some things I'm disappointed about. Um, you know, and I'm I'm really disappointed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They they didn't get off to a good start, and um, you know, the only, the you'll see the teams I'm impressed with all have one thing in common, and that's that they're using the salary cap to their advantage. The Minnesota Vikings lost and tied. On games that just, they really should have won. We know they should have. And with the salary cap so tight in the NFL, we see people aren't paying kickers. They're letting them go. Seahawks let Hauschka go. Uh, Browns wouldn't pay Dan Bailey at the beginning of the year, so they took the rookie kicker. Look how many games that's costing people. I mean, look, the Vikings didn't keep Blair Walsh. They lost a whole game because of kicking. Browns lost two games because of kicking. So that's just one side effect of the salary cap. The main effect of the salary cap is these teams that are using their money wisely while they have rookie contracts. Let me give you an example. Look at the Los Angeles Rams. They just signed Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, and you know Brandon Cooks, all the big extensions, big dollars. Why do they have the money to do that? Why aren't, why aren't other teams having the money? That's because Jared Goff's still on a rookie contract. They have their quarterback on a rookie contract. Take you back in time a little bit. Let me think about another rookie quarterback who took over, wasn't making that much money, won a Super Bowl, Russell Wilson. They got him the supporting cast, especially on defense, because he wasn't making that much money. Now he makes more money. Baldwin makes more money. Defense has to leave because they're not going to all get paid. And the Seahawks suddenly are not a playoff team anymore. They still have the impact quarterback. That's what it used to always be. Oh, you have an impact quarterback. You have a chance to make the playoffs. Now with the salary cap. Teams are too thin now because of the salary cap. That's the point I'm trying to make here. All it takes is one injury and your season's over. Look at the backup quarterbacks. I don't even want to pay them that much because the salary cap's so thin. I still don't fully understand! Um, and I'm looking at the teams that are successful and they have these superstar players still on rookie contracts. The Saints have Alvin Kamara on a rookie contract. Mark Ingram's in the last year of his rookie contract. Michael Thomas is still on his rookie contract. Mar- Marshawn Lattimore is still on his rookie contract. Oh, God, outstanding. And the Saints are great. They're a great team. I think they're one of the top, they're, they're top three team in the NFC right now. I definitely, in my opinion. I think, it's, I think the, especially the way the Vikings are playing, is, that's how it is. But the Vikings are a little thin right now, as you can see, too, because they paid Kirk Cousins all the money. So now you're starting to compare a little bit. 
I'm I'm looking at these teams like Buffalo. This is their chance to start building. You have a great rookie quarterback on a rookie contract with a lot of potential. You better be getting as many draft picks as you can f- for this next year. You better be getting as many guys on those cheap contracts for the next three to four years as you can. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to have enough talent and depth to make it in the NFL. Patriots did it for a while. And now they're starting to fall behind a little bit because they, I think they waited a little too long. But that's, I don't want to sidetrack here. What the point I'm saying is, is that these NFL franchises that are becoming successful, like the Rams, they're taking guys on rookie contracts and getting as many picks as they can so that they're cheaper with them for the next three years. And then they sign their, their superstars for those three years and give them the money. And then if they're smart in three years from now, they'll rotate and they'll sell all those guys that were on the big contracts right at the end. They'll sell all the guys that they're going to have to sign to a big contract that they don't want to keep. That, you know, They may want to keep Jared Goff and Todd Gurley. That's fine. But then they're going to have to trade other people away. That's just how it is if they want to keep this going. You've got to trade them for draft picks so you can draft people who are on rookie contracts so you can afford to keep the depth. The team, I think that everybody's hating on is kind of getting that idea is the Oakland Raiders. Now, the Oakland Raiders are doing this because they're moving to Vegas. They're building for something bigger. And I'm sorry to your fan, to all the fans in Oakland there, but they quit on you. Yeah, they have two more years in Oakland. They don't really care if they win or not. They're not going to fire Gruden. That's why he's on a 10-year contract. Gr- Gruden is building a franchise for Vegas so they can be successful when they come in the door. How do you do that? You get a lot of draft picks and hope you hit on one to three of them because then they're cheap rookie contracts for almost four years. We saw that before the salary cap, we saw the Dallas Cowboys do this. You know, they, it was, they traded away Herschel Walker, and they were criticized for it. And how many Super Bowls did they win because of that? Exactly. Make the draft picks count. They're cheap for three to four years, and then you're under the salary cap, and you can use that money to build depth. The Saints are doing it, the Rams are doing it, and those are the two best teams right now, in my opinion, because of how they're doing it. The rest of the NFL is just jumbled up because they're trying to figure out how to do this still. I mean, the Packers gave all the money to Rodgers, so it's very thin, as you can see. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough when, when you're committing that much money to one person. Russell Wilson, you see how the Seahawks are doing. The Falcons put all their money in Matt Ryan, and now... Two, they've had three injury, big injuries now on defense, and their season might be over. I mean, their defense looks like they can't stop anyone. So the point I'm trying to make is the salary cap's having more of an effect on the NFL than anything. Otherwise, I haven't learned anything from the season. It's just been kind of chaos. I learned that roughing the passer penalties are the new norm, and if you don't like it, you're not going to like the NFL anymore. But it, the main point is if we have these salary cap restrictions that are so tight, it's going to put a big emphasis on your draft picks and having a mass quantity of them so that you can save money and hope you hit on a few of them. And that means veterans like Des Bryant are going to get released after four years. It's going to happen because they need to make room for the next cheap draft picks that have the potential and don't have the mileage that have worn on them. So I, I think we're, I mean, you, you say NFL players retire early already. I mean, I think we're heading for an even worse part of the league where it's just going to be for a four-year cycle, rinse, you know, repeat. 
They're just... <laughs> I'm, I'm just a little afraid of that for the NFL. But you know I always like to ripple in the NFL. So just keep an eye on the salary caps and how teams are managing them because I think that's a very under-talked thing right now in the NFL, and I think the teams that manage it the best are the ones that are investing in their one to two year. You know, you're a rookie or this is your second year. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. They did, he's still cheap. They built around him beautifully. So those are the examples to keep an eye out for, and those are the teams that have been the most successful. Other than that, I'm, I'm going to write an article on this. You guys should definitely give it a read. Um, let me know what you think about the salary caps in the NFL. Uh, go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Uh, you can go to moosesmulligans.blogspot.com to read the article. Uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. Let us know your opinions. Give us a like. Shout out to our sponsor, Somewhat Ace Band. Go to somewhataceband.com. Check out their new music and new apparel that just came out. I'm definitely getting myself a t-shirt. And then also, uh, we have Movement for Life Brava that's partnered with Brava Arts. You can go to brava-arts.org and learn more about the amazing dancing that they do in the nonprofit here in Riverside. Other than that, this is your favorite sports podcast for Money Talks and BS Walks. And I'm telling BS to walk on this NFL stuff with the rough and the passer. And I'm saying it's money that you got to save your money and draft those rookies in the NFL. All right, I'm your host, Alex Dreisberg. We'll see you next week.